This is Financial Practice Made Perfect, presented by Independent Financial Brokers of Canada. I'm Rashid Clark. A wise man once said, know thyself. For financial advisors, perhaps a more pointed aphorism would be, know thy strengths, because playing up your strong suits can help you maintain good relationships with your clients and generate new business. Dan Hostick is a business coach and president of Hostick Consulting Services Incorporated. We spoke to him about his four-step process for analyzing and expanding the potential of a financial practice and asked him just how does an advisor determine his or her personal strengths? It's a great question, and uh, it's very important in how to manage your life and your practice and the kind of work that I do with people. The determination of your personal strengths, if you, there are several tests in the marketplace which will give you feedback as to what your strengths are and what things you need to work on. Uh, I use the POP test a lot. It's the self-management group's POP test, and it will give you a complete breakdown of, of how you match other successful advisors. So that's a good way of doing it. The other way, of course, you could do 360s, which are questions you ask other people to determine what their strengths and weaknesses are. The third process is the self-analysis, and I have a, I have a product which I use, Investigate Questionnaire, which allows people to answer questions and look at themselves, and then they, it spits out what their personal strengths would be. So after strengths are determined, how can an advisor capitalize on his or her unique personal fortes? Well, the job has to get done. So we need to do our job, and it's got a lot of elements to what we do to be successful. So the first thing we have to do is determine what job needs to be done in the kind of practice that you're managing or that you're running. And then then what you need to do is match what personal strengths you have to what needs to get done. And you want to leverage those by doing the things that you're really good at as, as much as you can. And either either brokering or getting somebody you know, to help you or assist you do the other things that you're not great at. And that's not a simple process. It's a complex process, which is, you know, number one, it's not just what you're good at. It's also what you like doing. And by the way, the other thing is what you get paid well for doing. So typically advisors get paid the most for sitting in front of people and selling something. So I always try to get get them to understand that that's, and that's likely one of their personal strengths that they're really good in front of people and people orientation skills are probably high. And so we get them to do the things that generate revenue. And then we can talk about all the things behind the scenes and how to, how to get those things done. So leveraging or capitalizing on their unique personal strengths is actually to do the things that you're really good at that generate revenue and get the job done for your clients. Now, even after identifying and focusing on core strengths, Some advisors may still feel as though they've reached a plateau in their business, especially if they've been in the industry for a number of years now. So how can those kind of advisors overcome the feeling that they've peaked? That's a great great question. It's actually an absolutely critical question for the industry, particularly depending on the distributions. For a one-man experienced shop or one-person experienced shop, they, they wake up one day and say, I can do better, I can do more, I can do whatever. So... What you have there is you've got a complex situation whereby somebody's trying to improve themselves, and then the, the question really is, how do I improve myself? How do I get better? In other words, I plateaued because I've developed as far as I can using the, the system that I've got or the facilities I've got or the people I've got around me. And sometimes it takes an outside third party to recognize how to grow and how to get better. So that's the kind of work that I do as a coach because I do my four-step process. So I'll just introduce that right now. four-step process I've I have, which I've used for years, I continue to refine it and develop it as I work with people. The four steps that you have are first to investigate or take a really good look at you and your practice. The second thing then is to create a plan 
from what you are and all your strengths. We talked about the first question, which is what your personal strengths are, all those things that go with that. You develop a plan, an effective plan. Then the next thing is you implement that plan. And how do you implement that plan? What things are you going to do to implement it? What things will prevent you from implementing it? And that can be done if you're if you're really good and you can do all this by yourself. That's wonderful. Probably you need a mentor, a coach, or somebody else, or a peer to try to help you through this process. And then the fourth part of that process is to validate what you do. In other words, we go on a program and we try to get better. We 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 try to get off this plateau that you're talking about. And then we say, how are we doing? And then if we're not growing, we're not progressing, what things can I do to change the process that got to get better? And then that means you've got to come back to the investigate part again and look again at what you're doing, look at what's working and what's not, reset your plans, and then implement a new set of plans. And it's a changing marketplace. It's a changing game all the time for several reasons. The most important part of that whole process is that your practice itself is a changing game because people age. And your practice changes because you also go into different markets, you get different clients, and those clients grow or shrink. And so many people just hang on to the practice they've had when they started 20 years ago or 30 years ago, especially to be an experienced advisor. They don't leverage what opportunities are in the marketplace with the practice they've got. So they maybe need a new marketplace, or they need to sell some of their practice. They need to buy a part of the new practice. They may need to partner with somebody. There's a lot of different steps to that process. So. Your question is very simple in nature, but the answer is not. It's a very complex uh, answer. And the other thing is that if you try to do it by yourself, it's going to be very challenging because it's very hard to see yourself when you look at yourself. But you may, there are tools and, and coaches and, and other systems and structures that might help you get through that. We'll carry on our conversation with Dan Hostick in our next episode and look at how setting goals can keep advisors driven to succeed even further. You can find out more about Dan's business coaching and consulting by visiting advisor21.ca. For more information on the services we offer independent financial services professionals, visit ifbc.ca. That's all for this episode of Financial Practice Made Perfect. Remember, you can subscribe to the show and catch up on past episodes through iTunes or find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash independent financial brokers. I'm Rashid Clark. Thanks for listening.